0: Freedom, man, that's what it's all about. You've got the groove on freedom, like the good book says.
1: it's critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Okay, welcome
2: folks. It is April 12, 2011, and you're listening to The Intel Hub Radio Show on Oracle Broadcasting, broadcasting five days a week, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 East Coast time. That's 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. East Coast time. And tonight we have a special treat for you. By the way, Shep's busy, busy, busy working on many different projects, editing, uh, so he'll be tuning in and maybe pop in here and there tonight on the show But uh, we have a special treat for you nonetheless. uh, It's myself, Bob Tuscan, joined with our good friend, Mark Passio, with What on Earth is Happening. This is an extended version of What on Earth is Happening. Usually, Mark joins us for the second hour of the program. But we're going to do two hours of What on Earth is Happening with myself and Mark Passio. Of course, his website, whatonearthishappening.com. And I just got back from the Free Your Mind conference in Philadelphia, what an amazing conference that was. I was so honored to be amongst many like-minded individuals and wonderful speakers. I posted my talk. If you haven't seen it yet uh, or if you didn't get a chance to make it to Philadelphia, it's up on YouTube. So check it out. That's uh, not for sale, the number two NWO on YouTube. That's our YouTube channel for the Intel Hub. And it's also at the theintelhub.com and the theintelhubradio.com. And uh, if having Mark pass you on for two hours wasn't cool enough, and, of course, he gave an absolutely amazing presentation that you'll have to watch on police and military occult symbolism and, and so much more that he got into, um, we're going to have another special treat, a, a fellow Oracle broadcaster. Uh, you know him best from his Saturday show right before our good friends at Truth Frequency. Yes, that's right, folks, none other then Freeman Fly will be joining us in just a minute here on the Intel Hub radio show. So we got a special treat. Uh, I know you guys haven't heard Freeman on Oracle in a while, and we're going to ask him a little bit more about the Freighter X controversy. You know, he's got a Freemason, not just a Freemason. I think he's a member of several different groups uh, that you have to be invited to join. Is this guy really uh, secretly trying to discredit the movement? And is, is there a conspiracy amongst uh, the Freeman crowd? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I've been wondering myself. We'll ask him about that. We'll see what he has to say. We'll also uh, ask, talk to him about his presentation and what he's been working on lately. And he, I know he's been really busy this month, uh, working on a lot of different uh, stuff to to break on his website, Freeman TV, of course, the site freemantv.com. dot com. And uh, we'll talk with both Freeman and Mark Passio with what on earth is happening in just a minute. Uh, but first. Let me mention that the radiation levels seem to continue to be of concern for most of the world. Yesterday we had Dr. Richard Sauter on the program talking about the radiation levels in Fukushima, um, and uh, we're going to continue to cover that, and we'll do an update on the radiation issue at some point throughout the broadcast tonight. And if you want to call up at any point on the broadcast tonight, we may take phone calls, and you can join us in this open dialogue at 866-841. 1065. That's toll free, 866 841 1065. All right, folks, this is going to be a great show. I'm really looking forward to it. We've got a lot to talk about. Both Mark and uh, Freeman went to a Freemason temple, the Benjamin uh, free- Franklin uh, Temple, there in the historic Philadelphia, and checked out all the symbolism, all the stuff uh, that they're not telling us about. And we'll get into that and we'll talk about the conference. So much more. Just to come in uh, a little bit, folks. Uh, So, folks, don't go anywhere. This is
3: the Intel Hub Radio Show on Oracle Broadcasting. All right, cool guys. You know how that uh, first segment
2: is, dude. It's annoying. Or right, actually, you have yours different, don't you? No, no,
1: no. I, I got the same five minutes.
2: Yeah, it's it's awkward to bring people on for the first five minutes, you know. Absolutely. Then then he's like, yeah. So I just do a quick rant and preview or whatever. And thanks a lot for for sending people. I'm looking at the numbers. They seem to be improving already. All right. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. It's... I got a minute. I'm gonna take a quick. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, make
2: it. I'm here, doing the same thing here behind the scenes. Yeah, I wish I could have stayed longer, man, I would have loved to check that uh, temple out today with you guys.
5: Yeah, we have tons of pictures, so I'll be posting them, I'll post them on my Facebook Mm-hmm.
2: And I think everybody who went met had a, a great time. I t- even Jan, even the Trivium Nazi himself.
5: Our tour guide did not seem to like the questions that were being asked.
6: <laughs> and
5: um, <laughs> I asked questions to him that I knew the answers to. Right. And you supposed to see do that whether way. he would he would give us the correct answers to them. Right. And every question he declined to answer, or either. Uh, Claimed that he just simply didn't know, and then I would answer the question to the rest of the crowd, and I, I don't think he liked that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> when I went, you to knew the, more than he did, much more. When I went to thank him for the tour afterward, he, he like you know wouldn't really shake my hand. Ah, it was it was weird.
2: No, it wasn't it was weird. Very
5: standoffish.
2: You think you you think he?
5: Uh, was uh, uh, I, mean, I wasn't trying to show him up. I I I thought it was things that they really should have been aware of. I didn't, you know. <clears throat> we were
1: all being very, very, very res- respectful. Respectful. Being
5: respectful. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, hmm. I thought that was kind of weird. Other than that, it was great.
1: I I gave my first fake Masonic handshake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what to them?
1: Yeah, he gave me a free pin. <laughs>
5: For for the handshake, yeah. Hey, in their bookshop they had Gadsden flag and uh, Ben Franklin Join or Die keychains. Yeah. It's pretty
4: cool. <laughs>
0: wow. We got
3: thirty seconds here, guys. Yep. <sighs> oh yeah, we're on. We need to um, not forget. We're also. Recording on Talk Show. You might have to
5: edit. We're on Talk Show.
2: Yeah, you might want to edit the last break there.
5: <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> okay, here we go. Stand by.
3: All right, folks, here we go. The Intel
2: Hub Radio Show, theintelhub.com, and theintelhubradio.com are our websites. And now joining us on the program with a special edition of both What on Earth is Happening and the Intel Hub is none other than Mark Passio. Mark, thanks so much for doing this. I really had a great time at the conference, man. You are a great host, and I'm, I'm glad to have this special broadcast today.
5: Well, Bob, I want to thank you so much for being part of this great event that we hosted here in Philadelphia this past weekend. I want to tell all of the audience that is listening here tonight that the Free Your Mind conference really went off without a hitch. It was a phenomenal event. It was a packed house, standing room only on both days. Uh, every speaker was just fantastic. Uh, so much information was shared, it's hard to even process it all. I'm sure people will be processing this for a long time to come. And um, it, it, it wildly surpassed all of my greatest expectations and that's all I can say. I have absolutely no complaints. Uh, everyone uh, stepped up and played their role who was an organizer. I want to give a heartfelt thanks to all of the organizers of the event uh, without which this would not have happened. Yeah. And I want to say thanks to all of the great speakers who gave of their time and their knowledge uh, to make this event a memorable one whose uh, really the, uh, the, the repercussions of this conference are only beginning. Because once all of this information hits the Internet, which it's going to very shortly, uh, that's when the real uh, uh, repercussions of this event are going to just explode outward from here on out. Mm
2: -hmm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, when people see the lectures, and by the way, my talk is up at the Intel Hub, so if you didn't get out there to see it, uh, please watch it. Uh, On on behalf of myself and the Free Your Mind Conference, we felt that this was uh, essential to be an open source thing. You know, it's, it's not... Uh, any um, different than the occult if we hide this information? Uh, that's then, right, you know the, that's what uh, the occult is—it's hidden information, right, Mark?
5: That's exactly what it is. And we told everyone there they were welcome to film or, or record, and the, our only stipulation was, as if they did so, that we wanted a copy of it so we could do as we wanted with it. You know, since we hosted the event, but we told everyone else they can freely share any of the information seen or heard there as well. Uh, You know, uh, we we did have a stipulation for filmers that if they wanted to sell it, you know, that would be a different story. They should talk to us about that, but, you know, because they would be making a profit from it. But other than that, anybody who wanted to film or record was welcome to do so, and a few people did so. And uh, we will be uh, assembling all of that video and hopefully making uh, pretty nice videos to share out there on the web with people. Uh, We'll get the audio synced up with all of that and, and just get it out there and share it. Uh, as widely and as freely as possible. That's what this in- that's what this event was all about. The open sharing mm-hmm. of information that has has uh, previously really been occulted from uh, human eyes and ears for far too long.
2: That's exactly right. It was the Free Your Mind conference, and it can be found at uh, freeyourmindconference.com. And uh, there were so many people that came from all over the world. Uh, we had so many like-minded individuals there. It was just an amazing. Amazing conference with an energy level that I I don't think I've ever experienced. Um, And along with uh, myself, Jan Urban and so many other great speakers, we had none other than the presence of Freeman Fly. And Freeman Fly is joining us live in the What on Earth is Happening studio. Also tonight, uh, Freeman, how are you today, buddy? Fantastic, Bob. It was great to finally get to meet you face-to-face. I know. I hardly recognized you with all those curls. I know, man. I get, you know, I do these videos, and uh, you know, I'll do it on a serious topic, and people will comment on the hair. I know. I it's know. it's such a distraction. People, the things. It's people, okay. It looks great, man. No. I appreciate Keep it. it and uh, tell
1: us a little bit about your review of the conference. Oh my God, it was mind-boggling. <laughs> it's about the the best terms I could mm. put it in. Uh, It was fantastic the way that everybody's talks integrated with everyone else's. I mean, it was such an interdisciplinary study of the weird that everybody got a little bit of in-depth knowledge on all these uh, seemingly uh, opposite topics that all just congealed into one big picture. Yeah. I, I, would, I would love to know what it would be like to be that person that hadn't heard any of this stuff before <laughs> right. and sit down. I was thinking of our waiter at the restaurant, if you don't mind, uh, when we are all there eating in this diner. And here I'm sitting across from the room with a guy who's been to Mars and time traveled <laughs> back to watch uh, Lincoln get shot. And another man whose specialty is orbs and, and speaking on extraterrestrial politics. And we're just gabbing about this. He's telling me about the climate of Mars. Well, the
2: waiter's like, "Do you want ice tea with that?" <laughs>
1: and I'm like, "If they just knew oh, how weird their planet was,
2: right? Uh, it's funny, and, and if they only knew the history that was in that room, the the amount of information it, I he actually the, that same waiter uh, Freeman asked me, and he said, "What what what was the conference about?" And for me to have to explain it to him was like, uh, it was about uh, the.
1: And I just do you think you, that's, know. you think that's something the Freemason on the way outside of the Philadelphia Lodge asked me the same question. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: try and
1: answer that one. Well, I was like, let's hear uh, a little
2: bit more by. about. Let's <laughs> hear a little bit more about the the Freemason uh, trip. Uh, they went to the the Freemason Temple there, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that after the break. But Freeman, tell us uh, the people at Oracle Broadcasting they want to know where have you been, buddy. I. I suppose I've been up on my
1: little holy mountain, kind of getting my thoughts and feelings together, doing art, doing artistry, pulling things together. I uh, got a new DVD with five hours together and did all the artwork, menus, DVD stuff, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, I presented that here at the Free Your Mind conference, the first copies to go out. They should be limited edition because the print was off. But uh, so I worked on that a lot. I worked on art and I began my permaculture garden. I got the worm farm all together. Permaculture, Absolutely. We know. We know. And we have our whole block together on this already. And we're all starting to collect our compost. We've all got the worm uh, farms going up. We've got ours done because we had to get it done before we left. And we're getting the whole neighborhood to start to dig in. And we're going to overgrow the Illuminati. We're going to outgrow our government.
2: I I love that idea. I'm I'm a huge fan. and As you know, I'm also into permaculture and and that kind of thing. And I I also have a large bin with red wigglers and I give them the compost and I collect those worm castings and those worm castings are an awesome fertilizer. They're, they're one of the best things that you can put in the garden. And uh, please folks uh, understand how important it is to plant seeds And, and going back to how all these talks connected, you ended your talk with that statement Freeman plant seeds and it seemed like almost everybody there was on the same page with the fact that we need to seek some sort of, you know, solution, some sort of light-based initiative, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know how you would put it, but we needed to plant seeds, essentially. Absolutely. I'm calling
1: it the friendship agenda. You can call it what you will, uh, but for me, it's the friendship agenda, and friendship is going to be the currency of the future. I can guarantee you that you better get out there and start making some friends uh, if you want to make it through these next few uh, years.
5: I totally agree. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All right, here, uh, we have uh, about uh, 30 seconds here, and then we've got to take another quick break. Uh, but when we get back, we'll talk more about that. And then, Mark, I'll, I'll let you leave the conversation for a little bit and uh, cool. talk about uh, wh- whatever it is uh, that you had planned for the show tonight. Uh, and, of course, we'll talk a little bit uh, for a moment or two about the Freighter X conspiracy that's been brewing on Oracle Broadcasting.
3: Don't go anywhere. This is the Intel Hub radio show. Oh these segments are too short. Host of Truth Frequency here
7: to tell you all about our favorite suppliers at NPO Jensen's Tasty Plants. You have
2: only 10 friends. minutes. It's ridiculous. Is
7: the only supplier that I trust for fresh Iowa combine directly from the Amazon basin. Just go to truthfrequencyradio.com Did you see the video yet? Front page. And don't There's already tons of comments on there.
2: I'm
7: I'm there. An which,
2: which one, Bob? Or what the talk between him and I? Uh On on Facebook or on... Um, it's on the tube, YouTube here. Yeah, so I need the link. I posted on, on Freeman's Facebook as well, though. Here's the
4: link. Wait
2: until you see all the comments. It said, oh my God, Freeman gave the lion paw handshake. No.
4: Don't forget to the truth
0: frequency every Saturday at 10 o'clock Central on Oracle Broadcasting Truth Frequency. Radio.com.
5: They're saying that you were new age? New yeah. age?
6: Yeah. How's that new age?
0: <laughs> now I've been cheating the multinational pharma cartels and avoided extensive doctor bills by taking Enterfood products every day. These are the products that... A promotion
5: piece for Freemasonry. Total fail. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were promoting.
0: If you Take Enterfood coconut... Oh, the
5: next comment's good. The Intel Hub is for free-thinking individuals. It caters to no certain religion, etc. An open mind is a free mind.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: This will increase your energy, stamina, and focus. You know, you can't take on the New World Order from your couch e-n-e-r-s-o-o-d.com or give them a call today. 866-762-9238 866-762-9238 Tell them Jack Bloodsick. Amazon.com has become a leader in online retail. It is a place where people can find and discover virtually anything they want to buy. Amazon offers thousands where are
2: all the listeners tonight? seems like it's
0: uh rage of electronic.
5: You mentioned my name and they fled. <laughs>
2: you know what? I'm I'm beginning to wonder, man. Seriously.
0: <laughs> oh joke.
2: Oh boy. We got 30 seconds here, guys.
0: But also operates retail websites. Offers programs.
2: Mark, why don't you bring us
0: back from the break? You got it. Making your purchases through amazon.oraclebroadcasting.com. a portion of the just let
2: it let the music ride a little bit, you know.
0: Find great prices on hard to find it's items. Build in
2: a little
4: bit.
0: All right, here we go. that website again is amazon.oraclebroadcasting.com. Hi, this is Mike Chambers me live weekdays for Mike Chambers Live from 11 to 3 p.m. Central Time here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network.
5: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on the Intel Hub radio show. I'm Mark Passio of WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com. We're joined here in studio tonight with Freeman Fly. And Freeman, after uh, giving a phenomenal talk at the Free Your Mind conference, and by the way, I just want to say that that introductory video that you played just knocked everybody completely out of the water. It was just incredibly great. It was enlightening and it was hilarious. The chemtrail one?
1: That was Flow White. I just got to make sure they got all the props for that. Flowwhite.com, man. Those guys are awesome. Check out Reptilian Brain. Yeah, the one that I played with chemtrails. I like which that. Which I star in. It
4: was, just cool.
5: it was awesome. Very well done. Uh, a question I have for you. Uh, aside from your own talk, uh, who, what other uh, speaker at the conference uh, really resonated with you and with your material? Uh, who did you enjoy? Well, Personally. you. <laughs> if I right. It.
1: Uh, definitely. I was so thankful that you came in there and explained a lot of the things that I felt that I had neglected and skimmed, and uh, you got real deep. And anyway, I really loved your talk. Uh, I also really enjoyed... Alfred Weber's uh, explanations of chemtrails. Gosh. And I think the most shocking moment I had was when Alfred Weber came out and said that Dennis Kucinich was the one that shot down the chemtrail, anti chemtrail legislation.
5: Yeah, that was a bombshell. Out of all the things I heard,
1: that was the one that really, really struck me. I had, I had heard that, I think. Dennis Kucinich in the new film and and all of that. And so.
5: He introduced a lot of information, uh, technical data that I had not heard about the chemtrails as well. So that was also one of the most informative presentations for me. Yeah. Great. So after the conference, we went to a diner and enjoyed some food, and we hung out with friends and talked about what what had just taken place. And uh, then you let me know that you, uh, while uh, on the remainder of your stay here in Philadelphia, were going to visit the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. And... As I have uh, also taken that tour in the past, I said, well, if you're going to go on Tuesday during the day, I'd like to join you and bring a few friends. So we all met there, and uh, I want to ask you what you thought of the experience taking the tour of the Grand Lodge, and tell the listeners a little bit about what we saw and heard there today.
1: All right. Well... Everyone at the conference wanted to come on this tour with us. (laughs) And and so I was a little concerned that we were going to show up with like 20, 30 people because I went ahead and said, well, this is the time we'll be there. Uh, So actually, we did have a really good turnout of people that showed up. All of them were were just class A people. And we really tried to teach or treat these Masonic friends of ours with, with respect and understanding and ask really nice questions and, and see what it was like with them. Uh, I think that they shorted us, that they rushed us, that they... Uh, I had told him at the very beginning of the tour that my main focus was to see that Egyptian room, and he rushed us right out of there. Um, I, You know, I, I don't know if I want to go elsewhere with Freeman, this. Freeman,
5: I, I got into that room a little bit late. I barely got to spend one minute... 60 seconds if that in that room and he rushed us right out of there there mm-hmm. was clear there was clearly a rush job being done because i've taken that tour before in the past and uh it, it, it was not conducted like that it was definitely uh, a more leisurely pace we were rushed uh for some reason or another for sure
1: yeah absolutely i mean it was it was hardcore when uh, he. I, I feel like I'm not doing my job if, if if the host or the the tour guide doesn't yell at me at least once, you know. So he did. He scolded us, yelled at us because I wasn't going to leave the room. I was like, no, this is what I came here for. You see, there's a, a a sigil, a magical seal up on the ceiling of the Egyptian room that I drew into my picture when I was 10 years old. And I've never documented this fact. I knew it was true because I'd already been to the Philadelphia Lodge once where they did actually throw us out. A man came bursting through a secret passage in the wall uh, (laughs) the last time I was there. So maybe they're just aware of me now because – but, you know, we were passing it off. We had two Masons in the audience plus one that they thought was a Mason or myself, and – they uh, so you would think that they were give they would give the brothers a little more credit than that and so even with three supposed Freemasons in the tour with us uh, they still yeah you know, were very very hasty and and wouldn't give us a a legit answer for anything uh, either this guy was the most ignorant Mason I've ever seen or he wasn't going to tell us anything
5: I would I would definitely have to agree that that was that was the vibe on the tour I uh, I'll tell listeners that also I attempted to shake the tour guide's hand and thank him for the tour, you know, and he was very standoffish. Yeah, and but
2: Freeman gave him the Freemason handshake, and he loved it, huh? <laughs> well, by the end of the tour, uh, they had figured out, I had to go back
1: and purchase a couple more tickets for guys that just snuck in Freeman style, and I was letting them, but then the guy counted all the tickets and told, you know, anyway. So I went to get I got some more tickets, and on the way out, uh, this, the, the guy I was talking to over the tickets, he he starts talking to me again, and he's like, what are you all doing here? And I say, well, we're here for the Free Your Mind conference. Well, I wasn't going to say that at first, but he pressed. And he's like, oh, what is that, like mind control? And I said, well, I think some people talk about it. And he's like, yeah, I don't buy into any of that. You know, we get conspiracy theorists in here all the time, and they, you know, they want to just make something out of all this. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Isn't it nuts? And he thinks <laughs> i a brother, you know? And he's like, so what lodge are you from? And I, was, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh god, uh, uh, number one. And <laughs> he totally passed with it. And uh, so I started talking to him about the crazy conspiracy theorist. and and uh, he gave me, he gave me a Masonic handshake, and I returned, and and so he gave me a few free pins from the lodge. And, but uh,
2: you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, you know, everybody seems to think you're a Freemason these days, Freeman. I mean, you have.
6: Let me uh, add
1: to that, because this is going to lead into what you're saying, uh, is that the the Freemason there asked me, well, what did they think when they saw your Freemasonic uh, symbols? Because I have a compass square and G on my coat. And he's like, what did they think of you at that conference? And I said, uh, well, you know, here there were ex-Satanists and people that have been to Mars, but people were more freaked out about this compass square and G than that, uh, than any of the people that were there. <laughs>
2: That's too funny. And of course, Mark, you came from that dark background, unfortunately.
5: Absolutely. I thought it was very fitting that uh, in the time frame, it's very synchronistic. I have been discussing and breaking down the esoteric tradition of Freemasonry on my radio show for the past several weeks, and the Free Your Mind conference coincided with that material. I didn't plan it that way. And then uh, having Freeman speak at the conference... And uh, then uh, uh, him telling me that he was going to be attending uh, the the tour of the temple uh, today on the day of my show, I said, you know, I have to be a part of that and then try to bring him onto the show tonight. It's too synchronistic, uh, all of those events flowing together, you know.
2: Amazing. Uh, Just an amazing conference and a great learning experience from Lauren Eisenhower to Alfred Weber and Andrew Pachago. What an amazing group of speakers and, uh, you know, open-minded, uh, not open-minded because an open-minded mind without critical thinking, as I explained in my talk, Mark, is a programmable mind. So That's right. We have to understand uh, it's a little bit more than being just open-minded. Anyways, Mark, uh, when we get back break- from break, what do we got planned?
5: Uh, well, we can continue to talk about things that happened at the conference. We can continue to go into Freemasonry. We could talk about other areas of the occult. We can ask Freeman what he has planned next. Uh, any of those things are up for grab, we can go into the Freighter X material and and see what Ah. Freeman has to say about that.
2: Yeah, we should definitely press Freeman on the Freighter X conspiracy, if you will. I I should have got the effect for my voice for that and make it real spooky. And uh, anyways, uh, and also check out the talk on our YouTube channel that Freeman and I uh, had uh, at the conference, a quick little 10-minute talk we did, and we had that spooky Freemason handshake in there to get people talking. Anyways, folks, uh, this is the Intel Hub radio show where we do the talking five days a week on oraclebroadcasting.com along with other great shows including Freeman's and uh, many, many more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: This is the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. Okay, cool. Break time. Uh, we just dropped off a talk show. Really?
5: Yeah. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't. We did not. I'm sorry. That
2: was Oracle Broadcasting. I dropped.
0: Oracle, you dropped off a hook. Yeah,
2: I drop them in the break so I don't have to hear the commercials. Got you. All right. Do you I do that too? That. No, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I do it, and then and. You know, I kind of get a headache having to talk over the commercials and stuff.
5: Yeah. So I just... What, when you don't drop them, uh, how do you mute our voices? It, it, it
2: mutes it automatically, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. As okay. soon as the music stops, you're out. Well, I not think. as soon. It's like a second or so after.
1: As long as the music's playing. Once the commercials come on, you can
2: no, even there. It. there's a tail end of the commercials there, Freeman, that yeah. will get you.
5: Uh, okay. So they duck your voice in and out.
2: It's like a second into the commercials or something, dude. Okay. I noticed this because, and maybe it's just our bumpers how they're set up or something, but I, I think that's yeah. I noticed
5: that that happens sometimes. Right. All right. So see. I think in, in the next segment, I, I want to ask Freeman some things about Freemasonry, and then we could segue into the Frater X conspiracy quote conspiracy. Cool.
2: Take it away. I'll let you get, bring us back again.
1: Cool. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to play that.
2: Uh, yeah, man, I don't know.
1: I mean, honestly, I don't know if he is that William Cooper or not, you
2: know? It's very interesting. Somebody just tagged me in a photo here at the conference. This
5: is a great picture. Cool. I want to be brought up to speed on the whole thing because I've only heard bits and pieces okay. of it, so it'll be a good, a good oh, thing okay. for me to get caught
0: up on it. All right, yeah. Bob's
1: been attempting to tell me about it. Yeah, I'm not sure I know the whole conspiracy <laughs> myself. <but. laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in the chat room, so. What? Well, yeah, these guys are adamant, man. They are adamant.
2: I need a new microphone. What do you guys got planned for tonight?
5: We're gonna after the show. We're just gonna hang out and party. That's all. Cool.
2: Nice. Have a good party. time. The this,
5: show is there, very, man. It is very richly deserved after, uh, you know, a weekend of hard uh, hard work. Dude,
2: last night I slept like you would not believe.
5: Um I fell asleep. I've never f- fallen asleep in my life this early. I fell asleep at 7 p.m. last night, and I slept until about 8.30 this morning. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Jamie
2: kept waking me up.
5: <laughs>
2: Why? What she, What was she doing?
1: She'd she get hungry me. in the morning. It's like, Come on, it was our one day to sleep in. <laughs> no, it's all
2: good. She gets hungry that early.
1: I know. Right. She's and and she's and
2: yeah, wow. So,
3: all right, here we go. Ten seconds. Here we go. I gotta connect. Yep. Go. Okay, the Intel Hub Radio Show. I'm Bob Tuscan,
2: joined with Mark Passio of What on Earth is Happening and Freeman Fly of freemantv.com. Let's jump right back into it. Mark, uh, where do we go from here?
5: Okay, I want to ask Freeman a little bit about Freemasonry in general. Uh, being that this is a topic I've been discussing on my show for the last many weeks, um, I want to basically see what your perspective is on the dichotomy between true esoteric Freemasonry, which is attempting to teach um, natural law, morality, and uh, higher standards of behavior, versus what Freemasonry, uh, I shouldn't even use the term Freemasonry, versus what Masonry, or what I term dark Masonry, has become in the modern day through infiltration by dark occult orders. And... This is a, a thing that I don't feel that many people grasp or realize about the craft because they don't study it in depth and they don't go into its allegories and into its tr- traditions and into its rituals and into its symbology and break it down and study it on their own and read a lot about it from eclectic sources and and a wide variety of material and and and, 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 um, and resources. And they make a quick snap judgment about something that I feel that they know little about. I, I feel Jan Irvin touched on this greatly when he broke down what the occult is. Jan included the, uh, the etymology of the word occult, as I often do in my presentations. And he showed how occultists uh, get away with what they get away with, dark occultists in particular, get away with what they get away with because of the methods through which they have hidden information. And they've done this through the dark or perverted use of the trivium. The trivium is a tool. It's a tool only. If you twist and pervert something, and you keep it you keep it back or veil it from people that do not have those same tools at their disposal, then you are in a distinct advantage over those people, and you are able to use those same tools against them as a weapon. And I feel this is what... Freemasonry in the modern day in the Lodge system has become to an extent Okay, now there's not, not everyone that is again uh, there, are, there are good and bad in all uh, areas Okay, and I, I, I wouldn't make the claim that people in the lower levels of Freemasonry are involved in the global conspiracy or anything like that but they're not privy to some of the things that go on in the upper echelons of their hierarchical institution So Freeman, I want you to respond to to get take on that, see what it is that you think or make about uh, Freemasonry in the traditional sense versus what it has become in the modern day, and add any other thoughts that you have on that topic.
1: I brought the topic of Freemasonry out. Uh, When I presented it for the first time on, on the Freeman perspective, I was trying to announce to the world and people that hadn't known before that magicians were in charge of their reality and in creating their culture. Now, what I didn't expect was to form a witch hunt. I was just trying to state, hey, look, things aren't quite the way that you think they work. And that's all right. People are used to that with my show. Uh, so that I did not know I was really forming a witch hunt. And what I learned as over experience was in watching what... Patriot Christian Radio has formed into or what it began as, uh, was a very stand on your soapbox, point at Satan and say bad, bad, bad. And this was never my intention. My intention was to, to introduce and to explore. And so, but since I had been put into a platform that was traditionally a Christian Patriot platform, and then when I put out the stuff about Freemasonry, immediately people wag their finger and say evil Satanist. So I had hoped that when I came into this and I introduced it immediately that my father was Freemason and that my mother was Eastern star and that I had grown up with this in my family and that I should have a more uh, fundamental view of it so that you could understand what it is. So yes, I saw this witch hunt form and that, that kind of shocked me, and I was like, oh, wait, okay, I'm, I need to make sure and, and balance this. I was just trying to make you aware of magic. And so when we start to look into the concepts of magic and Freemasonry, then you clearly find that this is a, a unified system, that Freemasonry is a system of magic. And if you believe within the Scottish Rite legends of Albert Pike and his writings, then it's the cabalistic Kab- pra- practices or the Hebrew mysticism. And this is obvious. (laughs) How many hexagrams did we see in that lodge, right?
5: Absolutely. Kabbalah is the basis of all Western mystery traditions, and it is indeed parallel with Freemasonry. To study one is to study the other. And uh, I broke down Kabbalah fairly extensively on past shows and showed how there is a light tradition to the Kabbalah as well. However, being a tool as it is, being information regarding self and the deeper nature of self... That information can and has also been perverted and used as a weapon against people who remain in ignorance of it. This is why um, taking in information in, to a great degree and from an eclectic variety of sources is really the only um, way to build the immune system, so to speak. That's what the, 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 Jan talked about, the trivium, as a, message, as a method of of building the immune system of critical thinking, of not being able to be fooled. Of understanding how to learn and the true nature of self, and uh, that, his, his presentation I, I felt dovetailed so much with with yours and with mine, and uh, because it was uh, explaining the depths of what the occult really is, you know uh, that impressed me very much about Jan's presentation in particular. Mm-hmm. And then I went into some of the symbolism of the dark occult with my background, under, uh, understanding how. Of the controller class, the so called controller class of the military and police are actually occultically mocked through symbols and signs and words as well. Uh, so I broke that down in the my in my presentation. W- what I feel is that when it comes to different occult traditions we we really need to try to get out of Unidimensional thinking, one-dimensional thinking is so prevalent amongst people in the freedom movement and in the truth movement, they think that there is only one side to these different traditions because they have other belief systems that conflict with what they have heard about them. But they've never really gone in depth and looked at what it really is. Again, from a very deep perspective of study and discipline and taking the time to do that,
1: Well, honestly, that's why I invited Froder X into the show. This was the whole point and purpose of bringing him out. Whether we believe it or not, I'm not too sure. (laughs) As far as I know, this is the first time Froder X has ever been on the air. And he's doing a fantastic job for just jumping in uh, both feet. Of course, there is the whole conspiracy. Perhaps he has been on the air before. Maybe he is Yeah, he even admitted
2: to you, Freeman... Um, that he sounded a lot like the people that were saying that was him on, uh, who was it? Um, well, I'll tell you, I was questioning him. I was like, are you sure, are you sure this
1: isn't you? Uh, this is uh, the Bill Cooper show with a Freemason named William Morgan. Now, maybe Frater X is this William Morgan. Maybe he did come out and start to expose Freemasonry as Luciferianism, which I think Frater X certainly should recognize that it is. And problem being is when you start to look into this type of light bringer and things and the, the, the immediate equation with Satan, there's massive confusion there. And I'll tell you straightforward, there is no biblical support to say that Lucifer is Satan. So now you've got to reorient all your thinking. You've got to wipe your mind clean and start over again. And this is why I threw Froder X out there in front of everyone and said, here, pick his brain. And his whole purpose was to come out and share with you how it, the potential of this Scottish Rite Freemasonry. There are Scottish Rite and York Rite. There are other Masonry as well. But these two are the main players and how the Scottish Rite are coming in and seeking to dominate Freemasonry totally. And he believes that the Scottish Rite are the Bavarian Illuminati. And when we look to the leaders, when we look to who are we consider truly evil, at least in my book, say like Dick Cheney, George Bush, uh, Hillary Clinton, the ones that are truly evil, what I call baby eaters, they're so far beyond Freemasonry that you, you shouldn't even consider the topics together.
5: I totally agree. I, I feel that what this is is a complete perversion of the original tradition. And one of the things that I will often refer to this as is klopotic masonry. The clipote the is something that Freeman brought up in his presentation. Uh, it is the, the realm of souls that died in, uh, in disgrace or in unconsciousness or in fear.
2: And insane.
5: Insane. Wow.
2: Very is, interesting stuff, Mark. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, we're coming up to another pesky break here. And when sure. we get back, we'll dive deeper into that and so much more. And folks... Six, six, seven is the part of the equation they don't want you to know about. We'll talk about that. Uh, don't go
3: anywhere. This is the Intel Hub radio show on Oraclebroadcasting.com. Know the Constitution with the back of your hand. You've read books. Listen to podcasts. Okay, good job, guys. Great show. uh, Did Marco run to put the dogs upstairs? (laughs) I bet he did. Chris. What's up, dude? Yo. Dude, we got uh, Mark Passio and Freeman together in the studio live on the show right now. You
2: just missed, missed a little bit of X talk. I know you're interested. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I'll have a listen. Cool, dude.
7: Hey, you know, I was looking at that Freemason ring, and uh, I think I recognized that from uh, one of the cops that used to live in my old neighborhood. Freeman? Yeah. You, are you a cop that used to live in Chris Gio's neighborhood? Is he there? They're, I think they're muted still, or they went up <laughs> went upstairs. No, that's not a Freemason ring.
2: Yeah, it was, dude. No. It was. Ask Freeman. When no. Freeman gets back, I'll let you ask him.
7: No. Dude,
2: I saw it in person. Hey, are you guys live? No, we're off air. We're, we're on break. Oh, okay. We gotta, we'll got we be you, back. On you're in the middle air. of the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back in a second. I just wanted to call you and like, say what's you know. I wouldn't call you live on air like that, dude.
3: Oh, no, I know, I know. Uh, I us on the show. Before. Yo, are you guys back? Mark.
2: I guarantee they went
5: upstairs to put the dogs in. The
7: dogs started barking. I think they had a meeting. There they are.
5: Bob, we're were back. We had to uh, take care of something. Put the dogs up? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. No worries.
2: I figured that. Hey, I got... Is Freeman there?
5: Freeman, I believe, went out to smoke a cigarette.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I was just... We got I got Chris Gio on the line. Uh, ha, uh, we're not back on live yet. No, no,
4: no.
7: Okay, great. Chris, you want to pop on and say hi?
2: For a yeah, I'll
7: be more than happy to. Do you want me to ask the, the the hardcore questions?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you press them live on air. Okay, great. Is that all right with you, Mark?
5: That's fine with me.
2: it's a follow up, all right, Chris, I'll let you I'll let you do my dirty work for me, brother. All right.
5: None of my none of the knowledge that I hold is secret. Anybody that wants to ask, I will answer to the best of my ability.
2: All right, cool, excellent. All right, so we'll start off with Mark, and then when when Freeman gets back, I'll let you talk to him and ask him the Fredericks. I mean, we just got into it a little bit, so try not to. We'll we'll make it a segment. All right.
8: The, okay. the
5: free for thing is new to me. I don't know too much about that. Those questions will all have to go to Freeman, but okay, if you yeah, want to ask sure. me anything else, I'm, I'm up for
8: it. Okay. We'll,
2: we'll start off. We'll just do casual, and Freeman should be back by then. Sure. Freeman right. just got here.
3: Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Stand by, guys. that tune you hear there is by our good friend Chris Gio and Sheree of Truth Frequency Radio. And how appropriate
2: is it that Chris is now joining us in this wonderful discussion we're having here. Chris, how are you doing tonight, buddy?
7: Oh, doing great. Always a pleasure to be on with you, Bob. And uh, great work at the conference, both to you and Mark Freeman. Uh, I saw some of the videos and I was just really blown away uh, at the presentation, particularly uh, at yours, Bob. Uh, I really didn't know you had that kind of presentation in you. And my hats off to you. Is that because I'm Jewish? It is. Well, it's because of the hair, actually. The hair. Let me
5: let me jump in and say something to uh, everyone here and the listeners.
7: Uh, Bob, this was his first
5: uh, real public speaking, speaking appearance uh, as a presenter. And he did such a professional job. It was just absolutely outstanding. You would have never known it was his first time. He was very comfortable up there, and he blew everybody away with his presentation. A phenomenal job. Well,
2: oh, thank you guys. You're too kind. And uh, that's that actually, um, well, let's see if I can public speak on my own radio show now. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, that talk is actually underneath our chat at the Intel Hub uh, Radio.com. So check it out when you get a chance after talk. It's an hour long talk. I called it. Knowledge, darkness, and the light. And uh, that that was a big theme throughout the conference. Uh, We may get a chance uh, to take calls a little bit later on the show, but first uh, I wanted to uh, bring Chris on to follow up a little bit on some of the Freighter X questions and the Freemason uh, questions uh, for Freeman here. Uh, Chris, I know you've been wanting to talk with Freeman for a while about it, so I'll let you go ahead and and, uh, gear your concerns towards him.
7: Absolutely, and I appreciate the opportunity, definitely, and for um, putting it out like this, because uh, I think this is something that needs to be addressed, because there's a lot of questions that people are asking, asking me too, and I have no idea what to tell them. All I can go based on the facts that I've seen, and we seem to see a movement towards Freemasonry in the truth movement. I don't even want to call it a truth movement, because that, that term itself is like the term truth, or any other term that the CIA came up with, but you know, for for lack of a better term, we'll just call it the truth movement, and we see it with uh, We Are Change, Craig Fitzgerald coming in and proclaiming that he's a 33rd degree Freemason, and that was set up. I mean, definitely was set up. Now the question is, was it? Why was it set up? You know, was it set up to create this diversion or distraction or to cause division, et cetera? Now I talked to a couple of people on the inside with the Craig Fitzgerald situation, and they said a year prior to that, Craig had said that he was studying this, that all these Freemason manuals just so he can, you know, get an idea of the way that they, they think. Then a year later, he turn, comes out and he makes that video. <clears throat> so he went from the lead from being a porch mason to being a, a full-blown 33rd degree, and I understand that a lot of it's honorary, et cetera, and he's probably not a 33rd degree in the sense that, you know, George Bush and other people like that are. But uh, that just goes to show that we are making a move towards Freemasonry, and it's kind of getting me uh, un- – it's it kind of got me uneasy because – I, on one hand, I understand we need to know what they what they know. We need to know what they think, and the best the best lie is eighty percent truth. So we need to dig out that eighty percent of truth that's in the lie. But when you look at it from the higher perspective, and you see you know the, all the Masonic symbolism on all of these dates uh, like nine eleven, seven seven, etc., and um, you start to see that the Masons, at least at the very top level, from what I'm able to gather, are pretty bad people. And if you read Morals and Dogma. Albert Pike, etc. You'll see that basically they worship Lucifer. Now we can, you know, go through the question of who is Lucifer and all of that. Uh, is he Satan? I personally don't think so. I think Lucifer is um, more of a, a separate entity. All right. That. But you know, wait, let's, let's, yeah. Let, let's hear his response.
2: Well,
1: you know, in everyone's belief, it's David Icke's a Freemason, Jordan Maxwell's a Freemason, uh, you know, Bill Ryan's a Freemason, Zechariah Sitchin's a Freemason, Freeman's a Freemason. So I figured I'd just throw the, the cost to the wind and, and let anybody think what they wanted to think. Uh, I thought it was a grand opportunity, and I think to say that all Freemasons are liars is showing a bit of ignorance. What we need to realize is that it was the the Freemasonic order that brought about the ideas of fidelity, chivalry, and honor um, into systems of of civilization. Now, I agree with you when we start to look around and we recognize that every single corporate logo out there uh, can be absolutely classified within a Freemasonic ritual. And with every corporate founder that I could locate uh, their affiliation with Freemasonry, almost every major corporation has been founded by a Freemason.
7: <laughs> right. But I mean, to, you know, they're, they're known by their, by their fruits, the, the trees known by the fruits that it bears. And I mean, you're right. Well, I mean, this is on their part as well. But see, to
1: say that 9-11 is a Freemason number, it's not correct. 9-11 is, is an occult number. And if you were to study it, you would have to turn to some organization like the Ordo Templi Orientis if you wanted to get to Kenneth Grant and read his whole extrapolation on the numbers 9-11, because, see, this was something of major concern to them. Uh, The Satanists will tell you that these are Satanic numbers, and then also the occultists, such as Kenneth Grant and Aleister Crowley, will also tell you that these numbers are Satanic. Now, Aleister Crowley went ahead and switched his his, uh, Kabbalah in order and switched his tarot cards. So as you look to his tarot his magic he actually incorporated 9-11 into his magic now alistair crowley was considered wicked and i believe he would be anyone that could lead people to freeze and die on top of a mountain without giving a hand is evil uh so now you're seeing somebody using a tool for evil now i judge alistair crowley by his his fruits because he was that wicked and I can judge others by their fruits, such as W and HW and those that were involved in the Twin Tower uh, incident, Uh, but I cannot judge Freemasonry on the numbers 9-11 because this is not part of their practice, and if you were to start and talk with any of the Freemasons about any of these topics, they're going to go, what are you talking about, Kabbalah, I don't know what you mean.
5: A lot of them are ignorant about the roots of their own tradition.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: I think I, I believe that I saw that clearly today in the temple, where I asked the the gentleman who was the tour guide uh, if he even knew who the face was in the middle of the very emblem that is the um, the 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 seal for the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, and he had no idea whatsoever. I actually educated him about that, telling him that that face is the face of the Greek sun god Apollo with the rays of light streaming off of his face. And uh, it seemed like, you know, he he was genu- just genuinely really didn't know. You know, th- the whole thing is that the dark occult has infiltrated every order that was once positive. It is Satanism. It is dark Luciferianism. Dark Freemasonry is something that is the antithesis of the true esoteric tradition of Freemasonry, which if studied is actually a way to arrive at a deep understanding of natural law principles. This is why these principles were enshrined in the founding documents of this country, and they were largely constructed by Freemasons of the time. The, the 9-11 event, as well, while I, I would not say it is a, uh, a Freemasonic ritual, it is a ritual that employs the symbolism of Freemasonry in a dark way, again, Dark occultists do not create anything. They take over things. They, they obscure, they occult, they pervert, and they, they use things that are already pre-existing because they don't have creative energies. That's a, a sacred feminine manifestation, creativity. They don't have that because they don't have true care. They don't have a truly developed right brain hemisphere. And most of all, where, that come, where creative creativity and, and creative energy comes from is the heart. And we know their heart chakras are completely closed down. They're psychopaths. All they can do is pervert. They never create. They take something that already exists and they twist it, and then they infiltrate it and take it over.
1: And uh, right in that message is where you can judge Froder X, because, Chris, you know darn well how hard it is to put on one of these shows and to do it just for nothing but the love in your heart. And Froder X is very concerned for humanity, and he is giving up his time. He has four children. He is taking his, his time out to study and to share all that he has with those that will listen.
7: Well, I understand that. Uh, one of my, one of the big red flags to me was that he uses the name Freighter X. I made that. Uh, okay. Well, from my research, Freighter X was also the title held by Ester. Did you
2: know that Scientology also has a free zone?
7: <laughs>
1: Interesting.
2: Well, I have a feeling that we're not going to get this solved uh, at this uh, break uh, before this next break, which is coming I'm up a in seconds. Uh, but uh, when we get back, we'll dive deep into this folks i promise you uh and we'll let uh, chris geo hang out for a little bit longer with us on the program uh freeman fly mark passio bob tuscan
3: and this is the intel hub radio show don't go anywhere hour number two to come All right, guys. Break time. Let me call my buddy here real quick and ask him something. Don't everybody all talk at once now. Sorry, Bob. Uh, We we were muted.
5: No worries. That's good. That's a good (laughs) habit to get into. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
5: Do it. What's going on? We're loving this. We're really enjoying it.
2: Yeah, same here. And I brought Chris in to be the devil's advocate a little bit.
7: That's fantastic. That's yeah. I'm just I, I'm I'm completely confused. I'm convinced that a couple of weeks ago we stepped into a parallel universe and this is a completely different timeline
4: for
7: Good. Go ahead.
2: What's up, man? Uh we're doing a good show. Is Stacy around uh around?
8: Yeah.
2: Alright, can I come by after the show?
8: Uh, We're going to show. What's that? We're going to Easy Star All-Stars tonight.
2: We're, what time is that at?
9: We're trying to leave here by 9.15. 9:15. 9.15? What
2: time
9: are you done with your show?
2: At uh, 10.
8: Yeah, we'll be definitely going yeah. on by 10.
2: Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll meet up with you guys tomorrow or something.
3: All right. Peace. Peace. Yes.
2: All right. Sorry. Had to do that.
5: Chris, All right. I'd encourage you to check out some of the past uh, podcasts I did on Freemasonry in the last few weeks and to continue to listen to the next few weeks. I'm attempting to break down the really deep uh, esoteric uh, explanation of what Freemasonry really is and how it's been perverted over time. If we understand its symbols from the true tradition, I think it would make a lot more sense a lot more sense to a lot of people. Mm. Uh, but it, it takes a lot of time and study, and it takes people pointing people in the right direction as well so that they can uh, see it as it really is before it's been twisted. Because believe me, I, I would not tell you there aren't dark, evil people involved in the, in, in that uh, Lodge system. Okay, I would be lying if I
7: did. Well, but, we can still look at Christianity yeah. or any other... Uh, yeah. Ap- yeah. After we get back, you, here
3: we go. Stand by. Yeah. Everybody mute.
4: The following is a disclaimer. This
0: program may not come along with your free program.
4: Thought process,
2: discretion is a Wow, hour number two. Yes, that disclaimer is truer than ever. This uh, episode of the Intel Hub Radio show definitely goes against. Chris Gio, and myself, Bob Tuskin's pre-programmed views on Freemasonry, and we're joined with none other than Mark Passio of What on Earth is Happening, and Freeman Fly is joining us on the program, talking a little bit about the controversies that's been stirring around uh, the Oracle Broadcasting family, a little bit about uh, Freighter X, a guest host that Freeman had on. And I don't want to focus on this too much, but I think it's good that we get this out of our system and address uh, some of these Concerns that uh, Chris Geal has, and and maybe some of our listeners do as well. Uh, I'm not taking sides. Uh, you know, Chris, I, I do believe that there are good people, possibly I- involved with Masonic, you know, lower level sort of porch masons, as you call them, uh, and they just do it as a business thing. Or you Let's know, there
1: again, I'm sorry to interrupt, Bob, but uh, up at the upper echelon, you better believe there are beautiful, wonderful people up there as well. Okay. I would classify Manly P. Hall as one of these people. That's if right. you ever read his uh, his basics of understanding, you would realize how much he loves humanity. And, and and that's where I judge people from.
5: And I, I, I'm going to chime in on that as well for a moment. Uh, at the upper echelons also, um, I know uh, a 32nd degree mason. He's a personal friend of mine. He's a wonderful person. He's really trying to help the world. And I'm going to bring him on the show in a few weeks to do a full interview, uh, talk to him about his experiences in the craft, and uh, it, you're going to be very, very surprised at who it is.
7: And that, I'll leave it at that, and leave it as a surprise.
4: Interesting. Weeks of, oh, I, well, I you
7: got the, me wondering. my concern is that um, you know good works are done in the light, and darkness is done, and the bad works are done in the darkness, and Freemasonry has always been in the darkness. It's constantly infiltrated, if you, if you want to put it like that. And the higher-ups are, you know, pretty bad people. I mean, look at George Bush, Alistair Crowley, L. Ron Hubbard, etc. All they wanted to do was control. Now we can apply the same logic to Christianity or any other organization and say, oh, well, the pure roots of it is completely pure, etc., but yes. it's been hijacked into this evil thing. Now you know, the way they indoctrinate people is they'll tell them that it's all good and oh, you know, you're a good person if you do it. I've met the lower-level porch masons, yes. and they all tell me that same thing. You have to be a very good person to join the Freemasons, but there comes a point in time to where they tell you, okay, if you want to join Freemasonry, then you uh, denounce all of your other beliefs, religions, and take up Lucifer as your as your God. They don't put it like that, but uh, an example that I use sometimes is they'll say, okay, here's a Bible, here's a cross, uh, spit on the Bible and denounce Christianity and, and proclaim yourself as a Freemason. And the ones who don't do it um, they don't move up, and they're told, oh, that's you know, good work, brother. You're not supposed to do that. That's what a true Freemason would do. But the ones that do do it, then they get the secret knowledge, and then they move up, and then they 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 really start to understand what it is. So to put half the truth out here and just to tell people, oh, it's a you know, a big a, it's a big party where people wear aprons and bake cookies. I'm sorry, I just I, I don't go along with that. Uh, I I'm certainly not saying that. Absolutely not. I agree with
5: much of what you just said, actually. I do as well. Um, there are uh, when you get to some of the upper echelons, depending on who is controlling things in that particular per, particular lodge system, uh, you better believe things like that go on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt that for a, for a moment, or tell right. you otherwise.
4: Hey. However,
5: we, we have to we, we do have to understand that it is a perversion of the original tradition. And you brought up Christianity. Um, I'm sorry, Bob. Did, did you real want to say quick.
2: Something? Yeah, well, I, I want you to finish your thought, but we're coming up to another break. So, real quick.
5: Okay. No problem. I'll pick it up on the other side. Not Sounds
2: good. And, and I, I think we have a lot to talk about. I, this is a great conversation. I didn't realize this would inspire so much great uh, thoughtfulness. Um, and, you know, I think we need to air this out, like I
3: said. So, we'll, we'll jump into it when we get back here in just a moment. This is the Intel Hub radio show. Throughout history, the power to issue money has been used to reclaim man and... All right.
2: I was trying. I was thinking of something, but I lost my train of thought.
5: Hey, Bob, where I think I'm going to chime in is, is relating the perversion of Freemasonry to the perversion of the uh, philosophy of early Christianity and how the Gnostic tradition was basically overtaken and replaced by uh, astrotheological Christianity through the Council of Nicaea, uh, via Constantine, and it's it's very similar to the infiltration of true Freemasonry, which dates back. I mean, that you know, the people who think that that started in the 1700s don't understand that this tradition has been around for thousands of years, and it has been slowly infiltrated by sorcerers, which is are a whole different class of entities than magicians, and I, I make that distinction between magic and sorcery, and this is these are unpopular terms by people you know, who are left-brain thinkers or by people who think that both of these things mean, you know, darkness and evil. Uh, As I have explained on the show before, like, you know, magic is uh, influencing change to occur in accordance with higher will, higher law, natural law, you know. And, And sorcery is the perversion of that to influence people to do the bidding of the sorcerer. And I, Freeman has a lot to say to chime in on that, and like makes that distinction in his own work as well. All so right. So, where do you guys want to pick back. it
2: back up when we get back?
5: I want to I want to jump into likening the 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 fall of tr- of true Freemasonry to the fall of true Christianity, because I think those two things, those two uh, traditions, really teach the same message. All right. Well, and,
2: I'll, I'll let you bring us back into and get it started. Sure. And Chris, feel free to hang out and chime in if you like.
3: Okay. All right. Here we go. We're coming back in just a moment, guys. It's funny. I brought up Andrew Pashago on the show last night, and the guest was
2: calling him out, saying, "This guy's a liar. This guy's a huckster." Bah, 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 bah. It's always great when you bring somebody up, and then the guest is like, "I hate this person. They're a, they're an agent." Oh, Come your out. guest is who's who the guest? Yeah, Richard Souter. Oh really? I'm supposed
1: to have him on. He's the deep underground base
5: guy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we got into that a little bit uh, during the panel discussion as well. Yeah. The deep underground bases, yeah.
2: Did uh, I mention the thing that happened on our show? No. No. The when we had that guy who owned that company and he and oh, yeah, the, yeah, the people buying these um underground bunkers and and also these arcs now that they're building are these Illuminators and <laughs> burgers, or however he mispronounced it. <laughs> anyway, stand by. Here we go. Uh, Mark, bring us back. We're coming back,
3: and we're on now. Stand by. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I'm Mark Passio. We're here with Bob and Chris
5: Geo, and Freeman Fly. So we were talking about, uh, before the break, uh, I was alluding to the, the, uh, the infiltration of Freemasonry by dark occultism and how this is likened to the uh, fall of original esoteric Christianity. If you study the Gnostic tradition, which is what I believe the, was the early philosophy of true Christianity, and you understand how this wonderful, heartfelt philosophy about oneness, the law of one, the divine spark in all beings, uh, could not be allowed by the controlling class of its time to propagate and to, be, to basically be, be, uh, to come from a spark and, and be allowed to be fanned into a roaring fire, so to speak. The controllers had to shut that philosophy down. And they did this through the Council of Nicaea, and many people will know about this, Constantine making uh, a perverted version of Christianity based upon astrotheology, and based upon really older uh, sun worship, the, the cult of the sun, of the Atom, in other words. And in Constantine's time, this was the Roman sun god Sol Invictus, the unconquerable sun, he simply grafted the same astrotheological story of the sun onto uh, this new uh, philosophy, which he then basically made into a religion, and that's what people to the modern day are still worshiping. Now Astrotheology plays into Freemasonry as well, but it's it's telling the same story about light and darkness and resurrection and 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 these these traditions parallel each other. More so than anyone really realizes, uh, th- that's why the controller class of our time needs to shut down true esoteric Freemasonry, because these traditions are basically teaching the same message. They are one and the same at their core and in their original, unperverted, uh, um, in their original, unperverted form. That is what I would encourage people to get down to. And you can only get down to those teachings if you study it deeply, and again, from an eclectic variety of sources, and you realize, not through thinking unidimensionally, but by understanding, it is not one thing. When we we refer to Christianity, we're not referring to one thing. When we refer to Kabbalah, we are not referring to one thing. When we refer to Freemasonry, we are not referring to one thing. So I'll let Freeman chime in on this for a little bit, because he wanted to get into the dichotomy between magic and sorcery a little bit, which is also um, topics that I cover in my presentation series and on my podcast. So Freeman, can you chime in on that a little bit and talk about
7: magic versus sorcery a little? Well, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, Mark. I just sure. have one quick question for sure. you. Sure. So basically, Christianity was pure to begin with, and it was hijacked and turned into an astrothiological, astrothio- Astrotheological religion, then um, Christian- uh, Freemasonry is already astrotheology to begin with. So how was it that Christianity was perverted into astrotheology, yet Freemasonry is pure in astrotheology?
5: Because you need to understand the difference between esoteric astrotheology and exoteric astrotheology. The esoteric form, meaning the inner tradition of astrotheology, is an allegory about knowledge versus ignorance, about the spiritual understanding of who we really are versus dwelling in the darkness of being identified with the physical world. Th- this is what the astrotheological theological tradition is simply teaching in allegory. The, re- the real astro-theological uh, tradition and how this verbal tradition is passed down over time of the story of the Son's death and resurrection is not meant to be taken literally. This is what religionists have done in order to basically turn people off of the path of looking inward to get them to look outward for saviors and, and for people to come and rescue them for the things that we have created here in our own collective experience. We need to change ourselves so that we can change our external reality, and that's a, a process of work that, of turning inward to go inside and to look at who we are and to, and to do the internal psychic and spiritual cleansing that needs to be done in order to make a true transformation. And the esoteric form of astrotheology was always about that. It was never meant to be taken as actual sun worship. This is what the, the solar cult of the ancient world did they pervert the, those original astrotheological allegories and turned them into a religion that actually worshiped the real physical sun then that form of exoteric astrotheology was grafted on to the original Gnostic Christian tradition and it was turned into a worldwide religion that is a form of mind control that is exactly what happened and if you study astrotheology in depth, you will find that is true
7: well no no offense and um, uh, Hold on, let me turn my mic up a little. Okay, no offense, and I'm going to let three men uh, jump in here in just a second. And um, but it, this all just seems like war games. That's all it really seems like. The new world order religion is Freemasonry. That's what they want as their one world religion, and it seems like people are just falling for it.
5: I think it is dark Freemasonry is the new world order religion. There is a difference. There more. There's more than one kind of Freemasonry. True Freemasonry is not a religion. It is. A, it is a system of of symbols and allegories that attempts to convey a deep understanding of natural law principles, which is what the Declaration of Independence is based upon, the natural we separate, law, where we separate,
4: derive
7: our own inherent natural rights from. I, I mean, mean shouldn't, shouldn't we separate the two? I mean, why fly under a flag that's already corrupt and known to be corrupt? I mean, there should be a different category for this. Well, well,
5: well should, should we say we reject all of the teachings of, of real Christianity just because the Roman Catholic Church has become completely corrupt as well? Let's not, let's not believe in the teachings people. of Jesus. Not I mean, let's, let's not follow the teachings of the, the words attributed to Jesus. You know, that, that's, that's a wonderful philosophy that should be lived, absolutely. You know, I'm not, I'm not discounting that. What I'm saying is it isn't one thing it's it, i'm not saying freemasonry is the only thing people should look into or study either i mean i'm am t- I'm, t- I'm showing the true tarot tradition mm-hmm. on my show the true Kabbalistic tradition i've gone into the gnostic tradition a little bit Uh, The real esoteric Christian tradition I covered when we looked at astrotheology on the show as well. Mm -hmm. And these are all in my podcast, and they're all up for free on the website, and they can be explored and gone into in depth. And I provide references and books for people to go into and read to do further study on their own. Interesting. Uh,
2: Mark, uh, we're coming up to another break. uh, But when we get back, we're going to hear an extended segment with Freeman and allow him to respond uh, to all of this. And I'm sure he has some great food for thought. Uh, And that's, of course, uh, 100% organic food, Uh, food without the toxins, food without the the stuff. No, it's not that kind of food. Uh, Just joking, folks. Um, This is the Intel Hub Radio Show. We've got a lot of great programs planned for you this week. Jordan Maxwell will be coming on Wednesday's show. You're not going to want to miss that. And uh, let's see here. We'll cover some news and stuff tomorrow. Take a break from the news once in a while. It's not uh, the end of the world, folks. Or maybe it is with the Fukushima plant disaster. Who knows? Uh, let's uh, pick it up on the other side. This
3: is, again, the Intel Hub Radio at the theintelhub.com. Okay. All right. I didn't mean to step on you, Freeman.
7: By the way... Uh, uh,
5: Freeman, Freeman went up to take a smoke, I think.
7: By the way, TalkShoe is hearing
2: us, so... Yes. Right.
5: Yeah, Freeman was saying that uh, he, he feels that Freemasonry isn't the, the, the New World Order religion at all. It's basically Satanism. And I, I couldn't agree more. Perverted Freemasonry is no different
7: than Satanism. That's <laughs> what it really is. Well, as long as there's a group, as long as there's a title to it they're going to pervert it. I mean, it's just something we just have to face. And we have to look to ourselves for the answers, not to some teaching of Freemasonry or Christianity or any other organiz- organized religion, period. The answers are all within ourselves. I when agree. Yeah, you know, and then when we take away the power of, of ourselves and we give it to an outside force, and, and, and that's just a way to be controlled.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
7: I, I, I definitely
5: do not do that. I, I study a what I would call an integral... Approach. I take an integral approach. I'll take teachings from Buddhism, from Taoism, from Freemasonry, from Rosicrucianism, from Kabbalah, from the Tarot tradition, from Christianity. You name it. I mean, I don't limit myself. Everything that resonates with truth, I pull from whatever traditions have put it out there into the world and combine that into a synthesis. That's basically what my path of study is like and self-examination is like, and I agree, all of those truths that are in, that are uh, synthesized by all of those different uh, traditions, all ultimately reflect things that are already within our, within ourselves, and that they're just a reflection of that. So I'm in a totally gr- agreement with you there. I just don't want people to get the idea that Freemasonry is all one thing, nor is Kabbalah all one thing. They're, but
2: the Jews are all are all a part of it, and I'm a member of the ADL. Well, well
5: I, I, agree I agree with, with a Mossad
7: agent as well, Bob. You know, right. We all know that. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that, Mark. What, that I'm
2: a Mossad agent? Oh, what Mark said? Yeah,
7: yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Is my mic coming in loud enough? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good.
2: It's not your normal boom mic,
7: but that's cool. Is it, okay, well, no, I'm, I should be. I, something's going on with Skype here.
1: Now you seem a little distorted.
7: It was yeah, we got a yeah. little muck there. Yeah, it I just was, shaked
1: up
2: a little
0: bit. Right.
7: Is that better?
2: That's better. A little quiet, yeah.
7: It's I up, I upgraded my Skype. I think I need to downgrade it again. <laughs> it's funny out. how that word so cool. works. Yeah. yeah.
4: Now you're now good. you're ex- super, loud. super loud.
7: Now super loud. Okay. Uh, turn, turn, now it's echoing.
2: Turn it down. Turn it down.
7: All right. All right. Is that better? No. No. All right. Is that better? Yeah, yes, Okay, excellent. okay excellent. It's excellent. It's still excellent.
3: And yeah, right. Freeman, I didn't right. mean to on that. not,
7: interest, interest. not a pop. Pop. Chris.
2: You're echoing, Chris. Stand by. we are coming on there. air.
0: Weekdays at 9 p.m. Central on Oracle Broadcasting. I was born,
4: was born, and started, and I
3: All right, folks, this is the Intel Hub Radio Show. Some people are saying that uh, our
2: friend Freeman Fly has been keeping some bad company with Freighter X, and we've been discussing that as well as just the whole idea that, you know, Freemasonry, there's multiple levels of this, there's multiple sides to this. And uh, just before we got to the break, uh, we went uh, into a lengthy dialogue on, you know, is this the world's religion, uh, this Freemasonry? Or is it Satanism? Uh, I'm going to let Freeman comment on that, and uh, we'll take some phone calls maybe in a little bit. 866-841-1065 is the number. Join us. Freeman, what do you think? Uh, what's really going on here? Well, fear is the mind killer,
1: and this should always be your mantra. We need to stand strong, and we are now reaching a level where we are coming upon, well, we could say college-level conspiracy theory. And what has happened is as we become awake, you start to be aware. It's as if the doctor just came to you and said, guess what? You're not going to live to see another year. And you will go through all those stages of grief, uh, denial, anger, all of these things. And this is due to the fact that your whole world has just been turned on its head. Now, what I like to do on my show is turn it on its head one more time. (laughs) That's always my goal. Uh, because this puzzle has to be flipped over and looked at a few times before you can make any assertions or assumptions. And when people jump in and they immediately feel as if they know something, this is dangerous. And we are getting little bits and little pieces and we're starting to understand something that, or we're at least starting to look at a picture that we don't fully comprehend. And as we do, we want to start pointing fingers. Now, my goal from day one has been to explore topics, to go ahead and open the door. You know, I have walked into every Masonic temple that's ever been out there, that I've ever passed. They've always let me in and let me take pictures and film, and you can see all the different lodges you want in my photography section on Freeman TV. Uh, they, so what I wanted to do was open this window to understand the idea, the concept of magic, and the idea of finding your, your true soul's purpose. And Freemasonry came into this puzzle absolutely because of the, the very fact that they are at the height of our civilization, and that we needed to explore their methods and understandings to figure out what their goals are. And in this, we cannot get lost in just pointing fingers. We have to open the books. We have to start to read the different books. I've read Albert Pike's uh, Morals and Dogma from you know, end to end, and I found it a very chivalrous Notion. I felt very proud and, and ready to, to stand up uh, for my purposes after reading it. Now, that's one way that you can take in this information. When you start to read Albert Pike a little deeper, then you're going, well, who's this Eliphas Levi character and what's that goat of Mendes doing there? Uh, and you get a little deeper. And this is what we must do because we are now approaching a college-level conspiracy theory, and we need to know more and more about what we're dealing with here. And the concepts come up, you know, is magic evil? Is this an inherently evil practice? Now, I would say organizations typically are inherently evil because they form hierarchies. And so when we discuss Freemasonry, and this is, I think, part of the confusion of what we're talking about here, because on some levels, I'm trying to defend the concepts of magic, and Freemasons are one form of magician. O.T.O., Ordo Orientis. Or even I think Scientology could be classified as a form of magic. Uh, this is a question of magic, is magic evil? And so then we start to understand the, the concepts of magic versus sorcery, or self-serving magic, or uh, humanity-serving magic. And in these ways, I think we can empower ourselves and take into ourselves some tried-and-true methods that have been around for millennia, to help support the spirit and its movement to try and change the world. Because the Freemasons have changed the world more than anyone I can imagine. Uh, for better or for worse, huh?
9: For better or for worse,
1: for exactly. methods. But here we have Manly P. Hall coming out to you and saying, look, there were black priests of Atlantis that corrupted the, the true inner teachings of our divine doctrine." and that they came over after a, a catastrophe and dominated the system. And so now when you start to look at Freemason, you're like, wait a minute, now this guy's talking about Atlantis. And uh, so now we're going back to ancient civilization. Then you open the door to that and you go, oh, my God, here's, here's a construction. A construction. <laughs> oh, I'm echoing. Uh, yeah, well, we got that uh, muted now. No problem. Go ahead. Okay, so here's uh, construction in our ancient past that is, we are incapable of building in the 21st century. Stones of Baalbek, Lebanon, things of this nature, the pyramids, uh, all of the hidden secrets within that. Um, The the secrets of, of magnetism, all of this encoded and hidden within these esoteric traditions. And Once you start to take all of this in and the ET connection and the extraterrestrial, you see we're starting to move into a whole new paradigm. We can't say things are black and white. We're starting to learn things about our planet that we never knew before. We're starting to understand uh, modalities of even frequencies and of uh, energies that are in our system that we didn't understand before, finding gravity. Right Next week, uh, we have the International Space Station is going to receive its alpha-magnetic spectrometer from the space shuttle. Uh, That'll be April 19th. And they're also launching up Robonaut 2. And in this, they are bringing up a device that can see the anti-universe. Then we have CERN punching holes into the other dimension while iSCAT is sending Doritos commercials to URSA Major. Now, this, again, is all tied within the occult. We know that Jack Parsons was a lead magician, probably a dark magician. Of
2: course, Freeman, the shape of a Dorito is a... Well, (laughs) no, I'm
1: joking, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we see that it's the occultists that are coming to the heights of most of the understandings of the world, and then we're realizing that we live in a multiverse, that there's other dimensions, and now we've got guys trying to punch holes into the other dimension. So this is the level that you start to understand magic. None of this technology, the television, would not exist without a magician. Uh, Now, that's probably a bad thing. I I, I don't uh, like television, and yet it could be a tool for good. But the problem is that we have dark magicians because everyone else is even ignorant to the fact that we are dealing with magic. And when you talk to a Satanist, he's going to say, well, I'm building this device uh, to form uh, some orgone gas that will open a dimension so the old ones can enter okay so they're using magic, and that's what you'll find a lot of your satanists are into and so we have to start to understand this very process and what is magic as much as we have to understand why the alpha magnetic spectrometer can see into the anti-universe
2: mark do you have something to follow up to that
5: the, the distinction between magic and sorcery really has to be deeply understood and uh, I'll, I'll quote one of the speakers from uh, the conference
4: mm-hmm.
5: uh, Laura Eisenhower whose talk I was also very impressed with really said that it all boils down to the distinction between the concepts of service to self and service to others and that's what magic is about. Magic is about service to others. True magic true magic is service to others but Sorcery, okay. the perversion of magic, is ultimately about service to self, because that's what Satanism ultimately is. The dark occult, Satanism, dark Luciferianism, dark masonry, dark Kabbalah, it is ultimately about self-service and nothing else. The ego is raised to the highest level. The ego is raised to the status of godhood. And it is put on a pedestal and it is served at the expense of well, everyone else. Mark, because the to see themselves in a state of separation from everything and, and everyone and else.
2: here at the Intel Hub, uh, we are of service to others and a part of this all. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll pick that up on the other side and get to, to some phone calls. The Intel Hub radio, don't go
4: anywhere.
3: Okay, Chris. Chris. Oh, okay. Chris. Chris. Yeah. Am,
7: am I echoing still? No, you're done. Okay, I'm sorry about that, guys. No I
2: problem. Just... I don't mean to drop you, but I, I gotta. No, I understand. Um. All right, here we go. Let me screen this call real quick. Hello, call. Oh, they hung up. Oh, I hung up on him by accident. Shit, I always do that. I pressed the hung up, hang up button instead of the on live button. Um.
7: Oops.
3: Bob, Chris dropped out. Is
5: he He's back?
7: Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah.
5: Freeman went up to
7: have a
2: cigarette. Yeah, man, these guys smoke like chimneys. <laughs> I, I was getting a headache from all the cigarette smokers at the conference. Because
5: I'd go out. There's a lot of them outside.
2: Yeah, I'd go out to talk to them and they'd all be smoking cigarettes. And you'd think at a Free Your Mind conference they wouldn't be smoking cigarettes. But I guess it's funny because uh, that group has so much stress and anxiety from this. All right, good. I'm glad to call it. Call it back. 209, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hang up on you. What's on your mind? What's your question?
9: Uh, hey, I have a question for Freeman and Frater X. Make it quick. It's a good story. Well, X uh, isn't with
2: uh, us, by the way. I don't know.
9: Okay. For whoever's there, whoever's especially Freeman, this is weird. My kid came out of uh, Afghanistan and Iraq,
4: uh-huh.
9: uh, and it's a very special group, I can't even say. Uh, and all of a sudden, um my kid got a letter from the local hall and the main one in San Francisco to please you call to invite yourself to join in. My kid had never did that. I actually been studying with uh pa Freeman, and I went to the hall
2: okay, to check uh, it out. Sir? What is your name?
9: My name's Ernie, and I want to know. They recruit. And I want to know. Yeah. Okay, Chris, stand by. We'll take your
2: call when we get back. Thank you very much. Stand by. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, people don't realize that I don't really care. Once I figure out that you're not a crank caller and I get your name, I'll have to hear the rest on the show. Okay. I hear you. Um, Yeah, you know me, Chris. I'm I'm a crazy call screener. Yes, you are. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite things to do.
7: You know, conspiracy radio is like pro wrestling. Dude.
2: <laughs> we got that email suggesting
7: suggested. Everybody Ventura. acts like they're fighting, but behind the scenes, they all have a beer.
2: That's kind of funny. <laughs> That's how we've been doing it lately, huh, Freeman?
1: Yeah, or we're giving
2: Masonic handshakes on camera, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
4: That's
2: too funny, man. All right, uh, let's pick this up when we get back here. Where do you guys want to take it? I was just going to call. But... Sure. Should I call first? Yeah. All right, we'll kick it off with a call. Okay, so here we go. Stand by.
0: of oil can do for you at HempUSA.org.
3: Boom. Winning,
2: this is the Intel Hub Radio Show. I am not Charlie Sheen. I'm Bob Tuscan and our website, theintelhubradio.com. Mark Passio with us for a special merge of both What on Earth is Happening, his program, and the Intel Hub Radio Show. And uh, we also have in the studio with Mark at the What on Earth is Happening studios, Freeman Fly joining us uh, just uh, fresh from the your mind conference that uh, we both spoke at all three of us actually and um, an absolutely fascinating conference had a lot of great speakers and a lot of great energy and we've been talking a lot about freemasonry and the pro and con and mark had been doing his podcast ironically on this very topic for the last couple weeks so if you missed any of that please go back and check it out in his archives also chris geo joining us a good friend of the program Chris, it's always great to have you here, buddy. Hopefully we're not echoing anymore, right?
7: Oh, yeah. I think I've got it taken care of. Right, um, cool. You know, I just, I just want to make this comment. You know, people get mad and they say, hey, Chris Gio, why are you attacking Freighter X? And it's like, no, no, I'm not attacking Freighter X or Freeman. All I'm doing is pointing out the fact that Freighter X was a title held by Aleister Crowley, L. Ron Hubbard, and Jack Parsons. Um, you know, people are pointing, asking, why are you attacking Alex Jones? I'm not doing that. I'm just pointing out the fact that he's a You're going in to the insider,
2: Chris. You're an insider. Well, you I must mean, people not
7: pro. It's not that. It's just, I'm just pointing this out. Don't get mad at me if you get mad with the information. Get mad at the people who are doing it. Don't shoot the messenger, huh? Exactly.
2: All right. Well, let's uh, get to a call here, Chris. And uh, of course, 866 841 1065, the number to join us. Get out a crayon. Write this down. And we have Ernie on the line. Ernie, welcome to the Intel Hub Radio. What's your question or comment?
9: All right. Thank you, guys. Okay. Um, I just want to run a real quick story by it. My kid was in the military, Iraq, Afghanistan, a very special group. Okay. Uh, A little while ago, got a letter from the local Mason Hall and the main one in San Francisco. My kid never applied or adopted. Three weeks later, my kid gets ordered to report back the duty. Um, I want to know. I'm going to go down Thursday to the hall. I've been there before, the local. And obviously, they do recruit. And if it is true, freedom and guys, um, my kid was in some serious stuff. So if it's going to protect my kid, uh, should I look into going down with my kid and seeing if uh, she should...
1: Uh, take that route. Okay, well, my, my answer to that would be that's, you know, that's it's a very personal, spiritual thing to go and swear a blood oath to an organization. So I wouldn't do it for a reason as what you're bringing out. Because, yes, it's true that Freemasons, when given the right sign and symbol, will protect you in wartime, and perhaps even Masonic Brothers will uh, not have to go to certain areas of the war. Uh, this, I have found Masons have told me this. And they thought it was a great thing, of course. <laughs> me, I was a little sketched by the whole concept. So what I would say is that all of the information necessary to pretend to be a Freemason, or what they call a Cowan, is out there on the Internet. And you could easily craft a character that would then, you could use their same signs and symbols to get yourself out of trouble as I have a Masonic sticker on the back of my car so that I don't get pulled over. Or if I do, they leave me alone. I might have to say something like, well, I'm on the level or everything's squared away or how are you doing today, brother?
2: Uh, But I get away. (laughs) Interesting. So Freeman, I have to ask though, um, and I, I think it's pretty clear that you're not, but are you a Freemason? No, no, I
1: am not. I've never been a member of an esoteric order. I've never gone in and done any particular ritual whatsoever. Uh, I have yet to practice ceremonial magic, so I'm almost like
2: one that's speaking about psychedelics without ever having taken them.
8: Oh, geez.
1: And
2: and Mark Passio, you as well would never join, nor are a Freemason.
8: I am not a
5: Lodge Freemason, no, and I don't encourage uh, the the listener to do that for the reasons that he suggested either. All of the information that you would want to know about what the true tradition of Freemasonry is, is available uh, in book form. It is available in podcast form. You can go and listen to, to my podcast on the topic. Uh, any, any other thing you would want to ask me, to the best of my knowledge, I would uh, uh, speak about with you and give you whatever information I have on the topic. But you could educate yourself about this. And again, you need to understand that what this tradition is ultimately about in its pure form is all about uh, things that go on within the self. It is only teaching about things that are, uh, that are about you and your psyche, your brain, your heart, and the union of those, those two things. Right. And um, you, don't really need, you don't really need to go into a lodge system to learn any of that.
2: Okay, very cool. Uh, Ernie, thank you so much for the call. Let's move right along here, 866 841 We'll take a few more calls here before the end of the show, and then we'll wrap things up with Freeman Fly, Mark Passio, Chris Gio and me, Bob Tuscan, and uh, folks, Shepard Ambellis is busy on assignment. Uh, let's get uh, Kevin from Minnesota on the line. Kevin, frequent caller, how you doing tonight?
6: Hello, am I there?
2: Yes, you are, sir. Go right ahead.
6: Sorry about that. I was just taking a drink the moment. I, you gotta pick
2: up. I caught you off guard, huh?
6: Yes, exactly. Um, incredible show. I uh, really wish I was able to attend the conference last week, it sounded like it was rather um, interesting.
4: To
2: say um, the least. As
6: a, as a Native American and being a practicing Native American, um, however, I'm not going to show up at your door with my pipe or my tom-tom and try to convert you. I have gone to ceremonies where my rationale or scientific or uh, standard upbringing cannot wrap my mind around. I've seen things that just do not make sense, and I would consider it magic. I've seen incredible, mm-hmm. wonderful things that have occurred from the ceremonies. Sure. Now, with saying that, the Anishinaabe people, we have a Maday Lodge, or the Midei Wim Lodge, which is more or less a priest class, and with that priest class, they also have levels or, or um, tiers, and as you go into through the lodge, and as you grow in degrees, as you could say, you are given more information. Now, information is wonderful and fantastic for everybody to have, but as is, is told to us from Spider-Man's uncle, with... Um, great power comes great responsibility.
2: Right, right. But Kevin, I I do believe, though, on a certain level, and I appreciate the call, that information should be open source, and and the conference will definitely be open source uh, since you weren't able to make it. You'll be able to see all of that online. Uh, Freeman or uh, Mark Passio or Chris, care to chime in on that?
1: I wanted to say that when it comes to ritual and the ideas of mystery, uh, once you've taken all the mystery out of everything and you don't have anything hidden anymore then the uh, impact is lost. And so there is a reason for secrecy and this is something that me and Frodracs talked about heavily on our first show together the the purpose of secrecy so that there was impact. You wouldn't want to know the end of the mystery movie that you were watching. Uh in the same way with ritualistic magic The idea of it being unknown to you is part of the ritual. Uh, If you were not sensing a a wild outwardness, then you would not be receiving the proper purpose and intention of that ritual.
5: I'll I'll respond to that from a little bit more of an even down-to-earth perspective. Um, Gradation or degrees are different than hierarchy. Um, In the lodge system, there is a hierarchy, make no mistake. But in, in knowledge, in knowledge dissemination and in knowledge processing, um, g- gradation and, and degrees is, is not hierarchy. And look at it this way. Could you learn calculus before you learned algebra? And could you un- understand algebra before you understand arithmetic? No. These are a stepwise process. And, and there is prerequisites for later knowledge. Mm-hmm. And th- that is one of the reasons that there is a, a system of degrees or gradations within certain occult traditions. It doesn't mean that there has to be a hierarchy. I disagree with the concept of hierarchy and compartmentalization. Stepwise procedural knowledge is important uh, and does not need to be necessarily done away with because, again, certain
7: knowledge has prerequisites. Well, if I can jump in and say this, uh, um, Freeman has inspired me over and over and over again with a lot of the things that said, he said, a lot of his work, et etc. And I'm just, I don't know, maybe I need more information on this topic, but um, from what I see, we're trying to lump in the other side. That's what it is. They're, they're, they're the enemy. We've already pointed them out. They're the enemy, and we're trying to say, oh, well, you know, the, 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 the majority of them are good, and you know, a small portion are bad. Well, if that's the case, then why don't the, small, the, the large majority of good out the small ones that are bad? Why uh, do right? uh, we have so many I, I, bad ones? I'll respond to this one as well.
4: Real
5: quick,
2: Mark, we're about to exit, so we'll have to pick that up at the other side of the break. Sure. I, I promise I'll let you respond, and we'll get some more calls in just a little bit. Don't go anywhere. This is
3: the Intel Hub radio show.
2: Yeah, buddy, get in the habit of watching that clock, guys. Or Mark, specifically, because he's going to be doing the show. You guys already know, but probably are lazy
7: because it's not your show. That's very true. (laughs) I'm going to log in right now.
2: All right, no worries. It's all good. We only got one segment left here. Let me screen this call. And Kevin, thank you very much for your call, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, uh, 215, what's your name? Where are you calling from, please?
1: My name is Don Whitkin, and I want you to know extended. By Hello,
2: area code two one five.
1: Energy, or just want to be as
2: Yes, sir. What is your name?
8: Hey, my name's Tim. From northeast Philly. Tim
2: from Philly. What's up, man? How you doing?
8: Hey, I'm good. What's up, Bob? Is this
2: the same Tim uh, from Philly that I met at that conference?
8: Yeah, that's me, man.
2: Okay, I recognize the voice. How you doing, buddy?
8: Hey, I'm good. Uh, I just wanted to uh, call about the conference.
2: Cool, man. We'll take your call in just a little bit, all right? Okay, cool. Stand by. Thanks so much for calling. All right, guys. Well, Mark, I'll let you bring us back from break here. Uh, Is this our last segment? Let's see here. Yeah, it is. It's our last segment, so keep that in mind. On our shoulders. You there, Mark? Right, he'll be back in a second. Oh, uh, you didn't know what you're getting into the, when I called you up, huh, Chris?
7: No, I, I had a feeling.
2: You had a feeling, really?
7: Yeah, I'm tapped into the truth frequency always.
2: Oh shit!
7: I us <laughs> <I'll> chat now.
2: Homeboy <laughs> 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 Chris Gio tapped into the truth frequency like a truth thug.
7: Yeah, and I mean it's no disrespect to Freeman or anything like that. I'm just calling it the way I see it. I mean, you know, Ooh. the numbers just. Dude,
2: what the hell happened?
7: People don't like to hear about free
2: <laughs> No, dude, they went up, 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 up. And just oh, did they? A, a okay. Dip. I don't
7: know what's up with that. Tom, is your free
2: market oh, oh, sorry, prices. Bob. Uh, I had to
5: hit the bathroom. And
2: free oh no, no worries, dude. Uh, <laughs> well, when we get back, I want you to bring us back. Tim from Philly is on the line. Oh, great. And he wants to talk about the conference. We have only one segment left, so make it concise. I'll let you bring us back and we'll take we'll finish it off i leave leave time for freeman's final thoughts leave time <laughs> for chris and Chris make it real quick because we're trying to fit in you know it's ten minutes so absolutely all right and uh and then we'll i'll let you I'll let you kind of moderate a little bit mark and then i'll I'll end the show
4: sure
2: all right buddy thanks so much here we go
4: twenty seconds fastest and easiest way
2: to my lips got totally fucked up
5: from the conference mark so did mine man I don't know why but
0: They're all cut up and chapped and...
5: Me too. Really? I stayed hydrated as much as possible. I was was drinking
2: shitloads of water. Me too. Weird. I think it was maybe that cold night we were out.
5: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on the Intel Hub Radio. My website, What on Earth is Happening. I'm Mark Passio. I'm here with Bob Tuscan, Freeman Fly, and Chris Gio. Uh, Chris posed a question earlier. He was saying um, that uh, we're kind of going in with the other side, so to speak, and you know, where are all the good Masons? And I, I wanted to chime in on that briefly, and then we have a caller on the line. Uh, what I wanted to say is that the the – the dark occultists have indeed overtaken this tradition that was once something that was attempting to teach something that was pure to humanity. And I agree, I'm in agreement with Chris, at the highest levels, that's who's controlling this institution, absolutely. However, that's the Black Lodge, okay, and they're, they're the controllers or the steers of this institution, what we need to become worldwide is the white lodge to combat their efforts of perversion of natural law principles okay into their system of law and authority and mind control and unfortunately it may be sad but unfortunately it is true that lodge has not been built and that lodge has no meeting places it has no doors it has no walls it isn't something that is inside a building. It's something that's inside the human heart. That's where that lodge exists. And it, it doesn't have any hierarchy, and it doesn't have any compartmentalization, and it has no secrets. That white lodge needs to be built, and that's what
3: our work is before us all. It means who we, we ultimately are who need to do this work Who is the Illuminati? You
1: are the Illuminati. That's
5: absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And as soon
1: as you're ready to come out and and make yourself known, this whole world will shift. It's us that's holding it all back. They're not holding us down. We are. And when we can break free from the bounds of all of this and start to live in our sovereign selves, start to plant our food across the nation, start to live in the homes that we own, stand on the property that's under our feet, that's when we take up back. We're not going to get this by fighting the New World Order. There's no way in hell you're ever going to win that fight. I'm sorry. The only way is non-compliance. Step away. Realize you are the Illuminati. And if you want to get deeper into this, read some Robert Anton Wilson. Get up the Illuminati trilogy and and find out just who the Illuminati are and and figure out where Freeman came from. That's That's absolutely
2: right. Robert Anton Wilson, of course, I quoted during my talk. Uh, which you can find at theintelhub.com and below the chat at the Intel Hub Radio. Um, great hey, stuff, Bob, we, have a, we have a caller on the line you from sure Philadelphia? Do. Okay, bring him on. Hey, is this Tim from Philly?
8: Hey, what's up, guys? Tim here. How Ladies are
5: you, Tim? gentlemen, Tim, one of the organizers of the Free Your Mind conference right here. Everyone who attended that conference and, and, and saw what we did, have have this man to thank, very much so. He wow. really helped out and came through. Thank, thank you me. so much, Tim.
8: Hey, cool. I appreciate uh, being able to be a part of this great conference. You know, uh, it was just a great feeling to uh, be surrounded by such enlightened people and to actually be a part of that myself. You know, I'm just just going to thank you guys enough, you know.
2: I hear you. I hear you. So what, what was your was, uh, what was your review of the conference, Tim?
8: uh every everybody was great. You know, I'm uh, can't wait, can't wait till the next one. And I don't want to uh, put anybody on the spot, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who would love for another one. So, and
2: uh, I hear you. I'd love
8: to help out if we had another one. <laughs>
5: I think a lot of uh, people would be so there. Uh, Well, Tim, I won't go on the record with with promising anyone anything, but, you know, we'll see is what I'll have to leave that at. And, of Ah. course, if if that would happen in the future, I'm not saying it's going to, but if it would, we would love to have you uh, a part of the organizational staff because you really did a great job and you were were very responsible, and I thank you for that. Cool.
8: Cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, So, basically, I was doing a lot of camera work, uh, taking pictures and things, and uh, I don't know if you guys spoke on the orb issue yet at the conference, but I was just uh, curious at what you guys thought of uh, all the pictures I had taken. I know I shared Bob and, and you, Mark, uh, mm-hmm. and I was talking to Freeman about it, so I was just wondering what uh, what you guys thought, if you have addressed that yet. Cool.
2: Well, thanks so much for calling, Tim, and thanks again for all your hard work with the conference. Yeah, there was some talk about the orbs and I guess there is a little bit of a a debate. The skeptics say it's dust. but Freeman, Mark, you guys want to pick it up real quick?
1: Well, it really does seem that these orbs appear when there is heightened mental activity. I managed to take photos after each of my talks, and always there's just a huge collection of orbs. Uh, I did get some orbs from the Masonic Lodge as well that showed up in the turkey room, which most of us felt was the creepiest room in the place, even though it was the dining hall. Uh... I do believe, as they started to mention the different reasons orbs come in, that I had been a part of each one of those, even having an aboriginal king play the didgeridoo at my uh, my conference in Australia, which was one of the things that Alfred Weber, who is really the specialist on orbs, brought up, that the didgeridoo would call these things in. And I absolutely have a picture on com of that wow.
2: uh, uh, Australian shaman. So by the way, the didgeridoo, the sound of it, they say, releases... DMT naturally in the brain. And on top of that, how appropriate uh, was it that with Alfred Weber being one of the foremost experts on orbs that there was plenty of orbs seen in the photos that Tim got and many others that took photos. Cool stuff. I'm interested. I keep an open mind on just yes, about anything.
5: When we initially entered the room, the main hall, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the main speaking hall, uh, that, that ballroom upstairs on Friday to set up, when we came in and that room was completely empty um, before we began setup Tim just started taking a couple of pictures, and it seemed as if uh, he got all of these clusters and sh- different shapes and colors of these these orbs it's you know that's what the phenomenon is mm-hmm. basically known as in his digital photos he point- He would point it in different directions, knock at them, and then point it in other directions, and that it would show up again and I just got the sense that. You know, it, it, it these these things do show up when there is heightened consciousness uh, in close proximity. It seems like they gravitate toward that. And uh, I'm in agreement with Freeman that that seems to be when you see these things. A lot yeah. of people report them near cr- the crop circle sure. phenomenon. You know, and uh, I just got the sense that this may have been some form of um, uh, a nod from some higher plane. You know, it was just... Uh, uh, maybe being saying, Hey, we're, we're, we're watching what's being done here. And I, I think it was something that was, uh, projecting positive energy. It didn't feel negative to sure. me at all. It and felt like, uh, when we saw this, it yeah. felt wonderful.
2: And Mark, the orbs aside and, uh, you know, definitely fascinating stuff. And Tim, thanks again. And we'll talk about that maybe on a future show, but the orbs aside, the energy at the conference that I felt, uh, the, talking amongst the uh, the people there, the questions, the the networking, uh, was just an amazing experience. And I know you don't want to go on the record as to whether or not there's going to be a Free Mind conference uh, number two, but uh, you're going to have to because
4: <laughs> there's going to
2: be people coming with pitchforks and uh, whatnot at your door. Anyways, uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, Freeman, um, final thoughts here. And then I'll let uh, Mark uh, with final thoughts. And uh, Chris, if you want to chime in uh, with a quick uh, thought or two, that's great. Uh, here we go. Freeman? All right. All conspiracies aside, the truth of the
1: matter is is that we are in a pickle. And the solution for us is to find our own sovereignty. And the best way for us to do that is to start to dig in, start to practice the permaculture, start to get the food growing around the nation, tear up the lawns, don't worry about it, Do what you need to do. Forget about the authoritarian figures and just live. And that will shift everything. And that's where we're at right now, and we've got to stand strong. Well said. Mark?
5: I couldn't agree more. Uh, Understand that you own you. You are sovereign. Nobody grants that sovereignty to you. Nobody grants you your freedom. It doesn't come from government. It doesn't come from the Constitution. It comes from no other authority then the fact that you were born into the universe as a sovereign being, period, wow. it is self-existing.
2: That's powerful. And, of course, Own government is Own mind control, Mark, and then we avoid that at all costs. Chris, uh, 10 seconds here. and of no can Chris is alone. Yeah, that's right. And Chris is our resident skeptic. Chris, 10 seconds. Finish it off.
7: Well, I agree with 80% of what uh, Mark and Freeman are saying, but the other ah. 20%, I don't agree with. All right, and, well, well uh, I already stated my views on that.
2: All right, we'll have to pick up the other 20% on a future truth frequency, and this is the Intel Hub Radio Show. Awesome show, guys. i got to thank you all for being here today.
5: Thanks so much.
2: Thank you, Bob. Thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was great. All right, folks, we'll do it again tomorrow night. This
3: is the Intel Hub Radio Show on oraclebroadcasting.com. Stay tuned. Lee Rogers coming up next.